Hello, welcome back to the Endless Weekend Podcast. Um, so I'm solo today, and this is how it's probably going to be for a while. Uh, but thank you to Ryan and Brent for uh, being on the first podcast. I got over 100 views or listens, which is surprising to me because I was thinking I was going to stay around five. But uh, yeah, I guess a lot of my friends decided to support me, but a lot of them didn't. Um so I kind of set it up to where I, I send it to people and ask them about like two hours later, what, what was their favorite part in the podcast? And most of the ones that didn't listen um, just didn't reply at all. <laughs> so it was just kind of a trap to see because uh, nowadays you have a lot of friends that say they will support you. And once you start uh, pushing the content or doing what you want to do, they don't they don't stick to their word. So that's what I kind of did that little test to see. I, I got a few more people to text because I know they won't even hear this one if they haven't even heard the first one. So I just kind of want to uh, separate the supporters to the non-supporters so I can know exactly who not to send this podcast to when it's finished and ready to be uploaded or have been uploaded. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm alone on this podcast today, but thanks Thank you to Ryan and Brent for being on the first one. I don't, to be honest, I don't even know if they listened to it because I just don't. I had a message for Ryan at the end of the, uh, the last podcast, and I just really wanted to wait and see if he was going to text me about it or not. But I'm starting to think that uh, Ryan isn't uh, the supporter I think he well thought he would be. So what's up with that, Ryan? You know? But, you know, I'm not even going to let it tickle my fanny. I'm just going to move on, you know, just uh, go with the go with the flow and, uh, you know, just live my life and continue to record these podcasts. Now, um, if you are one of those uh, guys that are just like just straight up to my face or over text message, hey, fuck you, bro. You know, I mean, we still cool and all, but like, fuck you, bro. Don't, don't, don't give me the fake promises that you're going to support me, you know, and, and not support me. That's kind of like the promise my dad made to my mom. And, and, and what was he? I mean, he was around. I mean, I appreciate everything he did for me, but he could have been, you know, a little, uh, a little bit more, uh, of involved in me and my uh, siblings' lives. But, you know, he apologized and I forgive him for that. And now we just move on. You feel me? So, uh, you know, like I said in the last podcast, it's it's a struggle for people to find, you know, that that thing that they love. I mean, you might think you love something, but you figure in about, you know, a week or so that you don't like it. Or you can just study something for the longest, you know, and um, figure out over four or five years that, damn, this probably isn't for me. Then you have to just put that uh, car in reverse and, you know, go back to where you started. But it it happens. You know, I had so many resets in my life that I'm, I'm kind of used to it and, and um. I don't let it really affect me. I mean, I think it affect other people a lot more than it affect me. Um, you know, a lot of um, people I was introduced to in the last five years don't 
understand um, completely how it is to grow up a certain way, and that in those that environment could really fuck with your head. It, I, I honestly think the sense of humor that I have, you know, it, it was um, created by the environment I was raised in. You know, I was I was raised in an environment where you couldn't. You couldn't be a little bitch, you know, you had to stick up for yourself. And me being the oldest before I met, before I even knew I had an older brother, I would have to stick up for my brothers. You know, I was, I'm the oldest, I was the oldest of three brothers. Um, Plus I have three little sisters that I would, you know, have to stick up for too. But it wasn't really a problem with, you know, females on, you know, the west side of Fresno. It was more of a male thing, you know, and... Everybody try even at a young age they try to prove prove their dominance over you, and that's just how a lot of us were brought up. You know, I wasn't really a dominant person, but I was more of a, you know, you know, chill. Let's let's play some marbles. Let's play some Yu Gi Oh cards. Let's, let's look at those these little nudie mags. You know, just I'm I, I I've always been the person that wanted to just have fun or you know just socialize with people. You know. Um, I had a friend, you know, down the street. It was like probably one of my first friends. His name was Carlos Aguilar. He he actually died. I want to say in 2014, a week before my birthday, and we didn't talk for the longest. And we were planning um a trip to Six Flags for my birthday, and he died a week before my birthday. And he got buried on my birthday. So that was a shitty birthday that year, but you know. When I first met him, he he grew up in the same environment as me. He lived probably, you know, 12 houses down. We would go to his house and and get away from... I wasn't... Me and my twin brother was not into uh, sports at a young age. You know, we liked video games and crazy movies and, you know, just something that would get us out of the... That would get our mind out of that environment. And so we would go to Carlos' house. He had all the PlayStation. He had the PlayStation. He had the Xbox. You know, he had a Nintendo GameCube. All kind of stuff that a kid my age or someone my age at the time would love to play but couldn't afford to have. I mean, I had a Nintendo 64, and that was dope. But, you know, uh, I let, you know, some of the neighborhood kids, some of our friends, into the house, and they, they would just steal from you. Family, too. You come over, your family come over, just steal. So, you know, we would, when we didn't have anything to play, or, you know, we couldn't stay in the house and run up that PG&E bill, we would go to Carlos' house. Not to use him, but, you know, to just hang out with him, because we wouldn't just play games. We would go in his backyard and role play. You know, get some sticks, get some, you know, some some wood, some, some, uh, Four by four wood, anything we could find, use this weapon, just decorate that weapon. You would paint it up. His his, his dad had a bunch of uh, spray paint and, and stuff because he used to work on houses or whatever. He used to do something and we'd get out of, we would get in the back of his work truck and just take, you know, stuff and, and use that stuff to make little rep weapons and stuff. I mean, we never got hurt or anything, but uh, that was our way of, uh, you know, entertaining ourselves was to go to Cardo's house and, and do those things and just escape that environment. And people on the on our block, you know, uh, didn't they found that weird. Carlos was a Mexican dude. You know, a lot of people on our block was black. I think we had two other Mexican kids, Vicente and uh, I don't even know the other guy's name. But you know, we would go over there, play video games, 
And Carlos would only let a select a few people into his house. That was a rule. He would only be able to have two people or three people in the house at a time. So, you know, me and my twin brother would be over there. We the first priority, you know. He would let us in first. But then you have my little brother. He's a little hothead. He would come over. Carlos would answer the door. Hey, you know, my brother's here? No, he would lie because he wouldn't want to, He knew how my brother was, you know. And, and a lot of the times he would try to fight him. My, my little brother was kind of jealous of uh, us hanging out with other people. You know, he um, had a hard time getting along with other people because he tried to prove his dominance. And those other people tried to pull their, prove their dominance also. And we didn't grow up. You know, my mom tried to keep us away from all that. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, we was involved with a lot of violence. You know, not even just kids, adults, too. We would, I see my, I don't know how many times I see my mom get into a fight. And it's, it's another time where she got into a fight with my little sister in her hands. You know, the girl attacked her while she had my little sister in her hands. She had to fight her off with one arm. But back to Carlos, you know, and people, you know, other kids from the block would come, you know, come to Carlos' house like, hey, you know, I heard y'all playing Star Wars. I'm trying to be on that, too. Like, Carlos like, nah, I only got two people in my house. And one day, you know, one of the kids, Devante, ended up socking Carlos in the face because he wasn't allowed in to, you know, uh, have fun or anything, you know. Um, And I had to stick up for Carlos. Carlos wasn't. He grew up like us, but he didn't. He wasn't uh, involved in in violence all the time. So you know, I had to step up and show that dude what's up. You know, give give him a little West Side baby hands. You know what I mean? Put him in the dirt. They never heard from that kid again. You know, and it it, it sucks. You know, I had to do that at such a young age, and that that really, 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 really fucked me up. You know, um, you know, he just stopped coming around. We just never seen him again. Um, but so that's that kind of, you know, like I seen that that doesn't explain how I have that sense of humor or who, you know, who it made me into. But, you know, like a lot of stuff will happen. Like um, if you search it up, it's this dude named Andrew. He lived on the west side of Weller. That's where, that's where we grew up. He was shot. I don't know when, but. I was living on the well, on Weller with my grandma. She was staying there alone, so I would stay there with her. I was living there, and we were driving off to get KFC. And I'm seeing Andrew. You know, I wanted to play with Andrew. My grandma was just like, yo, it's dinner time. Let's go pick up some KFC. So I'm driving with her. I look back, and I just see lights from a white car, you know, and loud sounds. And that my grandma just drove faster. My uncle actually passed by us going towards her house. Um, and fucking, so in, 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 when my uncle went by, they seen, you know, the car taken off already, the the shooters had taken off, uh, whatever, got away, and only one person was shot, and that was Andrew, and now he's paralyzed, you know, that we grew up with stuff like that, where we would play with, play with someone one day, and the next day, you wouldn't be able to even talk to that person, you know, like, we didn't talk to Andrew for months, his parents didn't let him out. You know, um, and we had a couple more friends that, you know, it, they wasn't so lucky. They, you know, sitting in a house, you know, their brothers involved with gang violence. A dude just come in, just 
kill the whole family or, you know, just accidentally kill, you know, our friend. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't understand, like, oh, you know, he's... I think the first time I really understood that, um, understood the word death is when my dad told me, like, um, you know, when someone dies, you don't, you don't get to see them again. You don't get to play with them. You know, you can't invite, you can't call them and tell them to come over anymore. Like that's done. Like they're never going to grow up. They're done, you know? Um, and I feel like a lot of kids these days didn't get that talk, um, from their, you know, from their parents about death, you know, they, they tried to hide them, tried to hide the whole death thing and violence and keep their kids away from that. But I'm glad I, uh, experienced, you know, a lot of stuff like that, you know, a lot of fighting because I don't like to fight, but I will if I have to, you know what I mean? And I have a lot of anger in me, but I try to, you know, cover it up with, with, uh, comedy, you know, to make people laugh and to lighten situations where people, you know, I, I stopped a lot of fights with myself, you you know, like when other people try to start something with me, you know, I'm a big dude, six, three, six, three and a half boy. I heard a man, man size, a real man size, six, three. Who do you know who's six, six, three? That's, that's crazy. Six three. I'm a fucking animal. In the in the seventeen hundreds, I'll be considered a fucking giant to them. You know, they'd be like, "Damn, look at that giant. He's black too. Like, what's up with his skin? What's up with his skin? Damn. You know, straight up warrior. Six three and a half, bruh. Size fourteen shoes. I have to order my shit special order online. Can't get that shit in stores. Jesus." They used to call me fucking Shaq when I was 12. Call me Shaq. I was taller than my mom. I heard dunking on her. I told my mom to play basketball with me one time. Straight up dunked on her, bro. That was the last time she got on the court with me. The last time. You know, and it it has to be like that, you know. But I just want to explain my sense of humor to uh, a lot of people because... I think I got, like, two people that just, like, what the fuck? Like, how can you joke about this? But, you know, I, I'm i not afraid of death anymore. You know, I came to a conclusion that we're all going to die one day. Um, So why not? I mean, why, why fucking live your life just worrying about a joke? It's just a joke. You know, I have a dark sense of humor. But it's it's out of all fun. You know, if I make fun of the dead... They're dead. It's not affecting anyone. Yeah, like, you're not going to be able to talk to that person again. I mean, that's kind of harsh when you say it that way, but you you can't change the fact that that person's gone. I'm, I don't make too many death jokes, you know. If if I do, it's, it's, it's a made-up person. It's just for jokes, you know. Um, But, you know, like to said, like, two people had a problem with, you know, the jokes I made. And I think it was... uh about me going to a a high school dance or something at the age but it was a joke chill out i'm not i'm not over here uh okay that's a <laughs> that's a top i mean i'm not out here i'm not, i'm not, it's the truth it's the truth i'm not out here really going to high school parties having sex with these little girls it's a joke it's not even a fool. I didn't even fully say I did. I just said I used to go to high school high school parties. And Ryan asked me, what? You used to go to high school parties? And 
I did the little little uh the go around it, huh? Oh no, uh yeah, you know? That 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 type of jokes. I wouldn't I'm not gonna joke about uh, you know, kids getting raped and stuff. That's not me. That's way too dark. You know. So explaining my sense of humor is just so much, you know, you go through so much and it kind of just desensitizes you. You know, we were, we grew up watching violent movies, you know, uh, Boys in the Hood, you know, just anything, Menace of Society, uh, Kangaroo Jack, like that, all those violent ass movies. And you think I wasn't going to turn out like how I did, <coughs> but I did. And, you know, my um, girlfriend don't really understand too much of my uh, dark humor. She She's a little antsy, you know. She's, uh, she's, she's a little antsy when I, when I start saying that. But I know when it's appropriate time to say that. And on my podcast, my Endless Weekend podcast, I'm going to tell the jokes I want to tell. And say it how I want to say it. That's that's the point of this endless weekend podcast is uh just being yourself. Come out here and just tell jokes. Chill out. If you want to be serious, go fucking go be on Joe Rogan's podcast or uh you know some church podcast or something. You know, go do that. Don't don't come over here. If you're gonna if you're gonna be one of those listeners that criticize everything I say, then eat an ass, man. I hear I hear talking. Just eat an ass. I'm here to bring some smiles. When you're driving to work in the morning, put on an Endless Weekend podcast. I bet it won't let you down. At all. So, you know, my sense of humor is a little fucked up. But that, you know, it's my lifestyle before um, fucked me up. So I can't really take it. I think I have ADD when it's, it, I don't know what to call it, but um, in any situation, you know, if you being too fucking serious, I want to laugh at you. I want to laugh in your face. I, I It's I, it's a hard time for me not to laugh when my girlfriend's yelling at me because I want to lighten the mood. I want to be like, man, don't, don't take this too serious. Let's just settle down. I run you some bath water. Put some of that, um, just, I don't know, I don't know what it's called, eucalyptus or whatever. Put some of that inside your bathtub, you know, put some bath salt in there. Uh, just put it on warm, you know, slow, just set the mood, put some candles around the bathtub. Look, chill. This, I know this is a hard topic, but chill, you know. I wash your back for a little bit, a little sponge. You that white people treatment when they go to like spas and shit. You know, I put some hot rocks on you. That's what I want to tell her. That's what I. That's what. That's what I'm thinking when she's when she's yelling at me. You know, and it makes me want to smile and just share that with her. You know, share the mood. You know, here's some chocolate. Here's some wine. You know, settle down. You know, smoke a little bit of. <coughs> you know. You know, just chill. That's what I want to feel, you know. But I also get those situations where I'm, you know, the aggressor. Uh, and, you know, I get a little frustrated. You know, I have anxiety. Uh, you know, like I have a lot of anger from, you know, especially in Black History. You know, Black History Month, February, I got a lot of anger, you know. 500 years of, 500 years of getting whipped. 
being somebody's house, nigga, or outside, nigga. Oh, man, I'll, I'm still mad about that. Even though I didn't experience, I'm still mad. You know, that's 500 years. If you would have gave that 500 years to us, we would have been all kind of shit. We probably would have had, like, 18 black presidents, you know? It would it, it would be... Uh, it would be... Uh, Fast, you know, fast food, more uh, black fast food restaurants right here, or or mom and pop businesses. Go, oh, yeah, I got my dog here. He's trying to play. His name's Thor. He's a pug. He's a fuck boy. He fucks around too much. He fucks around way too much. You know, and hey, don't breathe into the mic. Come on, bro. Yeah. You know, I like playing with this dude, but not right now. Not when I'm recording this Endless Weekend podcast, which is almost available on iTunes. I'm just waiting for that, you know, to get accepted. And it's over after that. It's game. I got a hundred. I got a hundred listens, guys. I got a hundred listens on the last podcast. Imagine when it gets on iTunes. <laughs> I'm, I might as well start buying some Ray-Bans right now because I'm about to act different. <laughs> Let me hit 300 listeners on. Let me hit 300 listeners on this podcast. Watch me turn to a totally different person. Regular milk? Nah, get that out of here. 2% milk? Get that shit out of my fucking face. Better bring some almond milk in here, bitch. You know what I mean? Oh, scrambled eggs? Nah, sunny side up now. For now on, sunny side up. I just hit 300 listeners on a podcast. I'm acting different. I got a Hyundai right now. I'm trading that shit in for a BMW the same day. I'm going to be waiting. When it says $299, 299 views, I'm at the dealership waiting. I'm going to share it as soon as it hit 300 Boy, just know I'm pulling off that lot with a BMW. And I'm getting some better uh, podcast equipment. But that's just me, you know. But yeah, man, just don't take life too serious, man. Just joke. Just fucking joke. You you can be going at any time. Like, literally, you know, you could be walking outside, a dude come around the corner with a pistol, and you don't want to give up your last $5, because I wouldn't. I'm not, I worked hard for that $5. You're not about to take that. You're going to have to kill me over it. And he just take you. He just fucking, you know, take you around back, empty your wallet, Yo, and you're like, I'm not I'm not giving you my $5 bill that's in my sock, bro. I'm not stripping down. You're not getting it out of my sock. That's my $5 bill. And he fucking shoots you. Just shoots you. You're done, bro. No one's getting that $5. Well, he'd probably take it. But what's, you know, like, now you didn't took life too serious and you're dead. And it's over. But that can happen to anyone. I can be recording this podcast right now. My phone explode. Blow my whole face off. Gone. You know, all the situations that I took too serious doesn't even matter anymore. My problems, my debt goes on to somebody. I don't know who was going to. I'm dead. So, my, you know, if, hey, if I owed you money or, you know, we got beef or something, that's that's out the window, man. You're going to have to beef with someone else. You're going to have to beef with someone else. I'm out. I'm done. You know, you can be gone just like that. And a lot of people don't understand that. You know, you can... You can, uh, you know, tell someone that you're depressed and you need help and they can give you that verbal 
that verbal advice, you know. But do you, do you, I don't think they really care. A lot of people just want to, they want it. You know, they, I don't know. It, I just, I don't feel that genuine feeling when you, when I reach out. I don't really talk to a lot of people. I used to be such a social person. I would go, I mean, I still, I still go out and meet new people. But it's not the same how I used to be. I used to have excitement about meeting new people, going out, you know, to meet new people. But now it's just kind of like it doled off because people are so fake. I just feel like you can't really trust anybody. You can't depend on anyone anymore but yourself. And I think that just comes with adulthood. You know, I you can you can tell someone that you're depressed or you just you just need some guidance and they just give you the same fucking advice over and over like they don't it's like a copy and paste method i do that shit at work all day nobody i don't take that shit serious um <coughs> but my point is don't take life too serious i said this fucking 50 times on this podcast don't take life too serious because it's not going to matter once you're gone or when it when, when you're done with that situation Why'd you take it so serious? You know? I got too serious on this podcast. I'm going to have to uh, cut all that bullshit out. Because, you know, I don't want want this serious. I mean, yeah, we can get serious for two minutes. But I think I've been serious for the last 25 minutes. And that's too fucking long for me. I'm itching to tell a joke. I'm itching. Yeah, I'm saying itching. That's how I grew up, saying itching. And any white dude that want to correct me, talk about it, it's itching, sir. No, fuck that. It's itching. That's that's my verbiage right there. That's how I'm going to say it. I grew up saying itching. And all these people that's, that's telling me, you know, I was, you know, a couple of weeks ago at work, they told me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just asking. Asking. That's how I grew up saying it. I'm not going to fucking... Pr- that word is way too hard to pronounce, first of all. Asking? Fuck that. What is it? What, that don't even need a G. Take the G off. Asking. That's, any word with the I-N-G at the end, just take the G off. It, it sounds a lot better. It might be a little hood, but it's all good in the hood. All the time. Well, until the black on black violence hit, and then it's not so good there, you know. But... Stop taking... That's another thing, man. My verbiage, fuck you. Uh, let me talk how I want to talk. I'm good with conversation. I Every interview I had for a job, I talked exactly how I wanted to talk and got the job. So what's up with that? You know? I think I have to be, like, direct. A little bit more direct when I'm... When I'm talking about these people that's uh, trying to correct me, is this just everything so PC? Everything so uh, politically correct? You know, I learned that from South Park and a PC principle, and it made me realize like, yeah, people are sensitive. A lot you can you can say something on Twitter and the nigga go kill us and just fucking just blow his fucking brains off just because you said his cat is ugly. Like yo, I commented on this one dude uh, post on Twitter, and uh, I was like yo. That cat is fucking ugly, bro. You should probably fucking get rid of it, you know, put it up for adoption. That's an ugly cat, and I don't know why you posted it. And he fucking killed himself. I don't know if it was because of me. I think it was, but he fucking just killed himself, yo. Just blew his fucking brains out. 
because of a comment. That's how sensitive kids are these days. Not even kids, people my age, our generation, Generation X, is that is that what it called? Millennials. Sensitive. Fuck, that's crazy. And I would get attacked, I would get attacked on Twitter by feminists a lot because you know, I don't hold back. Like one time uh a friend told me to post because he was trying to get uh his ex-girlfriend mad or his current girlfriend. I don't know what the fuck the situation was. So he told me to, to tweet something about Hillary Clinton. This is when the whole uh, uh, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton shit was going on. And he told me to tweet something about Hillary Clinton. And I uh, thought of the the, uh, the worst thing, most uh, sexist thing to say about her forgot what I think I, I think I said uh she doesn't deserve this uh, to be a president because she's gonna bleed all over this country and um I said something I'm pretty sure I said she doesn't deserve to run this country because she's gonna bleed all over it and that's not what these soldiers are fighting for <laughs> and dude he, I shouldn't have took that advice because uh feminists hit my ass up boy, call me all kind of niggers. Some uh, some call me a a sexist fucking animal. A fucking dude, they are tearing my ass up. I had to delete my Twitter. They drove me off of Twitter because every time I would get on, I'll have like seventy eight notifications, seventy five notifications of just feminists, like different feminists. Just, just I even deleted the tweet and they had fucking screenshots just tagging me in it. Hella messages, hella messages telling me to go kill myself. All over a joke. But that's Twitter. Twitter just... It's, I don't fucking know. Twitter is a whole different social media. People on Twitter, you either make it or break it in Twitter because uh, you either get no likes or you're getting all the likes. It's no in between. If you're not getting anything... If you're not getting anything above a thousand likes, you're just irrelevant. You're just there. And... Uh, yeah, man. Just... You know, a lot of it, it's it's sensitive people out here, and it, it sucks that you can't just go out and just tell it. Like a lot of comedians are getting heat because what they're saying on the stage. Like, who goes to a a, a comic show and um, complains about what a comedian? Says? It's a fucking joke. You come there to laugh. Don't be. They should start putting. They should start putting signs outside of comedy shows like, no thin skinned people, no sensitive motherfucker, no millennials. Just kick all the millennials out. Watch from outside, bro. Watch from outside where you can't hear anything. Let the let the people that like comedy enjoy the comedy. I'll take that sacrifice for those comedians. God damn. You know. Speaking of comedian, um, so uh, I I uh, I was uh, told that I should do stand up comedy, but it's so hard to write. You know, but I did write something. And uh, I kind of uh, exposed it on the last podcast about. <coughs> Excuse me. I kind of exposed it, or not exposed, but uh, kind of told the um, some of the joke on the podcast where I met a girl and she wanted to put a bunch of uh, utensils in her ass and turn her into a garbage garbage disposal. Uh, it's I don't want to explain the whole joke. It's just six minutes of just stupidness, but it's funny. But I wrote that, and uh, I went to this open mic night that uh, I was told about on Facebook. 
I get there, I watch. I didn't tell anybody about this, by the way. My uh, my girlfriend was doing something. Uh, I didn't tell any of my friends, so I just decided to go up there myself um, and check it out and see how it goes. And I got there, and all of the comedians, all of the open mic, open micers just kind of sucked. But it gave me the confidence to just talk to the owner of the place. <laughs> and once I talked to him, he was just like, yeah, man, like, okay, you can go on at 8.30. I fucking left. I was not ready. I wasn't prepared. I didn't, I didn't look in the mirror and just go over that uh, material. You know, but eventually I go up there and uh, write something a lot more funny maybe i'll just you know kind of add on to that one take some stuff off and go and do it um i need a hobby anyway i mean this podcast is a more of a way to just spread some uh, smiles and express how i feel and my views on this world in a little comedic way you know sure i just want to share some of this uh comedy that I have in me and I just don't know how to get it out I just need that push just like I had to push to make this podcast I need the push to uh, go out and um, do that stand-up comedy but also there's a lot other things you know a lot more other things that uh that I've uh, been wanting to do also you know I've been on and off of YouTube got some pretty good uh you know, responses on some videos, but it just wasn't enough. My channel wasn't growing enough, so it kind of like it's just gave up on it. But I've been thinking about going back, you know, I miss I miss some of it, even though I was only on there for a few months. And then I came back. I left for a couple years, came back, left for a couple years, came back. I think I've been on and off of YouTube four or five times, changed my name four or five times. Went from uh, doing sketches to telling stories, to uh, gaming videos. Um, And now, fuck, I'm uploading podcasts to it. (coughs) Excuse me, shit. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm feeling under the weather, man. But, you know, I have to take time out of my day to record this podcast. Because I'm really feeling it. I mean, it feels good to just talk. And just let it out. You know, I'm at I'm at work. I'm just talking to angry customers all day. So why not just come home and just vent to this microphone and uh, kind of, you know, try to serenade some of y'all, you know. And just, you know, bring some smiles on your faces. Uh, but, yeah, man, stop, stop taking everything so fucking serious. Jesus, because we got some sensitive people, very sensitive, but also, you know, it's, it's, it's based on the way that you were raised, like my girlfriend got some friends that fuck, dude, if they, if they even step foot on where I live, Jesus helped them, because, uh, they they will literally live their nightmare you know um i think i honestly think a lot of them are living their nightmare especially when i come around because i don't really hold back on jokes you know 
I make them feel bad about being white. And that's, you got to work. I mean, it's not really hard for me, but shit, you got to be a fucked up person to make somebody feel, you know, uh, feel bad for being a certain race. Especially in February, like I have a lot of anger. So when I'm around white people, you know, I have to express myself, you know, my anger of my ancestors. You know, it's in my blood. It's in my blood. I have that pain. Like I still feel the whippings from my ancestors getting whipped up, my dude. I still feel that every night I have nightmares. I wake up and look at my white girlfriend. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? What were your people thinking? That's fucked up. You know? <sighs> yeah, February is it's always been a hard month for me, especially in school because they remind you. You know, they remind you of all the, the rape and uh, pillaging and, you know, when, when our people were first taken from Africa, taken from their families. You know, I could have been a king. You don't know. I could have been a fucking king. You guys took that away from me. If you're listening, white people, take it away. I could have been a king of my own village. You know, a king, a fucking, hey, I got five chickens. Five chickens to myself, or roosters, fighting roosters, some pigs, maybe a couple cows, a fucking lion head. I would hunt lions. I would have other people hunt lions for me and eat the lion heart because I was the fucking king, king of the fucking jungle, bro. I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't have that. It's taken away from me. If I go to Africa now, they just look at me like I'm just some American piece of shit. I'm worse than white people. You know? So that's why I have so much anger. You know, I could have, I could have been someone. Right now, I'm just fucking recording a podcast, you know, expressing my feeling. It helps out a little bit, but it's still a fire burning in my chest. Uh, everything I was entitled to is gone. Just gone in history. Our culture. We we have to build a whole new culture coming over here. You know, I'm pretty sure over there in Africa we wasn't eating fried chicken. And I know it wasn't it wasn't uh anything wrong with eating watermelon. Now it seems like it's a problem eating watermelon. I can't even eat watermelon in public. Last time I ate watermelon in public, people wanted to take pictures with me. White people. Asians, too. You know, people from Japan were like, oh, he's doing it. Oh, look, he's doing it. I can't, you know, I can't impersonate uh, or, you know, uh, I can't do an Asian accent. I don't make fun of, I don't make fun of uh, people like that or other races. Uh, but, you know, I would, I would. You know, have uh, some uh, some uh, slices of watermelon on my break when I used to work at Walmart, and uh, people would walk by and they would just stare at me. I was like, "God damn, what's what's going on? Why is everybody always staring at me? Maybe they have a problem with me." And then one day, you know, a, group, a family of uh, Polish people came up and was like, "Can I take a picture? Can I take a picture?" I'm like, "Why? Oh, you're doing it. You're fucking doing it. I'm doing what?" You're like, you know, you're eating watermelon. This is rare. We never get to see this out in public. You must be comfortable with who you are. And, you know, I was just so confused. It's confusing. 
it, it made me, I cried. Like, I had to leave home from work early that day because I felt so ashamed that I did that in public. You shouldn't be ashamed of doing, you know, eating watermelon. It's, it's such, it's so healthy for you. It's a good snack. It tastes, it tastes, it tastes really good. It's just, you know, grape soda. I can't even drink. I gave up grape soda. I gave it up. You know, pretty much the same thing happened. You know, I went to a, to a restaurant, and all they had was a, Sprite, Coke, orange soda, grape soda. And some Fanta, or whatever the fuck it's called. Don't you want a Fanta? You know, remember that song, Tyra Banks, the commercial? You know, so I was like, oh, fuck, I haven't had grape soda in a while. I love grape soda. So I got me some grape soda. And um, this Mexican dude, you know, he just like, oh, fuck, I guess you guys do like grape soda. Like, straight up to my face, you know. I didn't cry that time, but, you know, I felt... Shame, like I went straight up to the machine and poured it out, bro. Got fucking orange soda. Got some orange. Who the fuck drinks orange soda? I'm not Kyle from fucking um, Good Burger or the Keenan and Kel. I don't fucking love orange soda. I force myself to drink that. You know, you know, I'm gonna cry because it's. I just want to cry right now because it's just such, it's tough just being African-American here in America, just being black in America, you know, I have to worry about so much. And I feel like it's a lot of people that don't understand that. I have a couple friends that's just, um, you know, their family's pretty well off. Um, they stopped wearing Nike because of the whole Kaepernick thing and, I didn't understand that, so I asked her, I was like, oh, what's up? Like, you know, you had a lot of Nike shit, you know, you said a bunch of shoes, she, they sold, they didn't even sell it, they just threw it all away, they didn't donate it. That's what I don't understand about Republican. Republicans are just rich white people, they don't like to donate shit, they just like to throw it away. Let's throw that shit away. Wow. And I asked her, like, yo, why, why don't you, you know, wear Nike anymore? Oh, because Kaepernick disrespected our country and the people that's fighting for our country, the people that's dying, that's dying for our country. He's not kneeling. What? I, I never kneeled for, I've never, I mean, well, he is, that's when he's kneeling. I'm sorry. He's kneeling. You know, I didn't, I never, I don't understand. I shouldn't even get into this. I shouldn't get into this. But I feel like you should have a right to uh to stand, kneel, lay down, fucking jack off or anything, you know, whatever you do. It's not disrespecting the country. How is it disrespecting the country? We're not even from this fucking country. You guys brought us here by fucking force. By force. And now we have to go by your rules? It's not even your country. You guys stole it. Not, 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 not you guys, but fuck, like... I'm being racist. I'm doing exactly what I don't want to do. Or what I'm, you know, I'm going against. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. How do I even get on this topic? Damn. I'm not even high. 
shit. Well, I just, you know, so the thing again is, uh, this podcast is, um, it's going to keep going and I'm going to keep telling these jokes how I want to tell them, you know, and uh, hopefully I can get some more fun people on this podcast to have fun with me and not take things too serious. Just want to have a cool little environment where people can go and talk to me, talk to some of my friends, talk to some strangers, get to know some people, let you guys get, you know, let you guys know some people, hear some stories, you know, see, you know, get different perspective of the world. That's why I want to bring people together like that. I don't have anything against white people. I just feel like some of them should uh be a little bit more appreciative to our culture or who you know who black people are stop being so insensitive to our situation you know you know i um again uh, about another you know the same person that you know with the whole nike situation she's insensitive to the whole situation to to my situ- my living situation um i wasn't brought up to understand i was never taught what credit was or how to, you know, manage money. Any any of that. You know, I kind of like had to teach myself. And I'm still shitty at it right now. Yes, I'm in a totally different uh, uh, position I I was when I first met her. But she would be, you know, just so judgeworthy. You know, my girlfriend. When uh, me and my girlfriend were just friends, she was so chill. You know, you should date him. You should date him. You, whatever. We got together. And uh, after that, you know, it was just like, he doesn't do anything. He, cause ah, he doesn't do anything. He, uh, you know, a re- working a regular job. I don't go to school. You know, I had a job. I have a job. It just kind of took me a little bit longer to get off. You know, to get on my feet because I didn't have no one. You know, my parents backing me up. You know, my mom was there for moral support, but she couldn't help me out financially. Also, because I wouldn't accept it. You know. But, you know, you have these people that's, uh, you know, living with their parents. Like, they don't even pay their own phone bill. They don't pay for their own gas. They talk about the car that they drive, but it's not theirs. It's their parents, pretty much. Your parents got that for you. Chill out, rich girl, rich boy, uh, trust fund baby. That's what we would call it. We would, before I moved to Clovis, we would call them trust fund babies, you know. Uh but, you know, I was, I can admit, I was homeless. I was going couch to couch, you know, just always. It, 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 I'm glad that I'm not in that situation anymore, especially because, you know, I have a girlfriend. I have a fucking, I have a, I have a dog that needs to be taken care of. And, I need, and I'm working full time, taking care of the dog. And now I just need a hobby. And that's what it was to express myself. I can't express myself any other way. Go to the gym. That's for aggression. Anxiety. Uh, I don't know. I guess this podcast got a little serious. Seeing some of my uh, views and perspectives on, uh, 
you know, why I have such a fucked up sense of humor or just a fucked up mind in general. Uh, I don't know. I like it, though. You know, I, I make a lot of people laugh. And, you know, that's that's something that I like about myself. It's a lot of stuff that I don't like about myself that I'm working on. But this is something that uh, definitely I feel like should lead me to lead me somewhere, you know, somewhere with laugh, you know, wherever there's laughs, I mean, wherever there's frowns, I want to be there to just help people laugh. You know, that's my goal. I don't, I, I don't want, I want to make people comfortable, but also make them uncomfortable. I want them to kind of like, should I laugh? Yeah, I should laugh at it. Yeah. It's, let's not take this too serious. That's, that's my goal <coughs> is to help people smile more. And laugh more. And laugh, laughing is good for you, man. And it kind of sucks because there's not a lot of people that can make me laugh. I give I give everybody that fake laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, that, that fake laugh, you know. And <laughs> it, it isn't, it's hard, you know, um, for me to smile. I mean, it's not hard for me to smile. I can give you a fake smile. I can give you a fake, <laughs> give you one of those. <laughs> Boy, you stupid, boy. You know, just give, you know, give that out. Give the little couple of those out to some people at work. You know, they think they're funny, but I want to, I don't want to take that away from them. You know, I want to keep, I want to keep the, I want to keep the laughter going. So, you know, I'll give out a little, <coughs> you know, or, <coughs> you know, one of those, you know, keep that, keep the good vibes going on in the, in the office. I don't want to put anybody down, you know, but that's, 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 that's what this podcast is about. Just making people laugh. Having a good time. Just talking with the boys. Talking with the girls. Relating. Understanding. And not judging each other. I mean, it's a little bit of judgmental because that's just, just, just human nature. Just judge people. But I'm trying to get away from that. I know I talked a lot about white people on this podcast. But it's cool. They know I'm fucking around. Oh, not really. Not really. Chill. Chill out. <laughs> I mean, some of that, you know, it's a little bit of truth and some jokes. A little bit of truth and some jokes. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a friendly dude, you know. All I want to do is socialize, have fun, have a good time. Don't bring no negative vibes over here. Don't bring all that, uh... <sighs> Don't bring that attitude over here, man. I mean, you can bring it. I'm just going to try to like you laugh. But don't, if I'm telling a joke, telling you a joke, and you know it's a joke, don't get offended. Chill out. Take a chill pill. Take, you know? Fuck. Man. Yeah. It's... It's kind of hard to explain myself because I don't, I don't really, I don't even think I know who I am. I'm still trying to figure myself out, you know, mid twenties, just figured itself out. I got a dog, so, you know, I'm going somewhere, you know, I'm going the right, going the right way, a little puppy, a little pug, pug, Jesus. A pug, yo, you didn't expect that. People didn't expect that. 
They thought I was going to have like a what fucking chihuahua or a, or a pit bull, but I got a pug on them. I'm acting different out here now. I'm acting real different. You don't see pugs in the hood. Nah, you don't see those in the hood. You see chihuahuas, a fucking, you know, Rockweiler, Rottweiler, however you fucking pronounce that. Get a pit, a blue nose pit. Nah, that's not for me. That's too aggressive. I love them, but it's too aggressive. I have to get a pug, you know, pull up with the pug just looking out the window. Everybody wants to comment, touch them. That brings positive vibes. Gets people talking. You know, that's how you start a conversation. I like to just take them on walks just to see what people say. You know. Yo, that's a cute little dog. What kind of dog is it? It's a pug. Yeah. And they just give me money. They're like, damn, that's a cool dog. Here's 50 bucks. I'm like, damn, what? $50? Yeah, man, that's a cool dog. Bro, here. Buy some treats. Uh, so, you know, just here for the positive vibes. That's why I only listen to reggae now. I feel like R&B died off, you know. It, it ain't nothing like the, you know, Neo. Neo's early Trey songs. You know, some genuine. Put you in a fucking mood. Get you, get your... Get everything, all these your 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 private parts moist, hard. You know they don't have that type of. All the R and B now is all fucking sad songs, depression, anxiety. That's that's all they talk about. Everybody want to have sex to that. How the fuck am I supposed to have sex to a song about depression? That gonna put me in some type of mood. Where I just grab that uh blade and put it to the put it to the fucking forearm. <laughs> You know, put me in a suicidal mood. I feel bad. You know, a lot of these kids have to grow up with that. I grew up with some uh, the R and B when R- when R and B was R and B. You know, I was made to R and B. My mom told me. You know, I don't I don't remember the song, but I'm pretty sure it was that uh, it was some fucking. I don't know. I know some sexual sexual music going on. I felt it when I was coming out of my ball, my dad ball sack. I felt that. You know, R&B, I was moving in the rhythm. And I mean, me and my brother was together, you know. We are following the music when we were born. When we were little sperm cells, we were following the music. That's how, that's how we made it to the egg. Because the music was vibrating my mom's egg. And we can re- we love R and B so much that we were like, yo, it's this way, yo. Those other niggas, let them other little uh, little worms, fucking sperm cells go that way. We gonna take a detour and go this way because we can follow. We follow the music. I remember that. It was a uh, fuck nineteen ninety one. You know, around uh, around October, maybe maybe September. And they, you know, they turned on the music and we just came out the nutsack and just followed it, you know. We knew exactly where to go. And, you know, I led him there. I led my little brother there. We're twins. Led him to the egg. And, you know, I wasn't going to go in there by myself if I was going to lead him all the way there. So we went in together. And that's rare, you know. Usually other sperm cells will kill each other. 
you know, fight for the egg, fight to the death, or battle royale going on or something, you know what I mean? Past the sticks, you're done. But, you know, I, we did a little bit of uh, teamwork, as we uh, do now, you know. But R&B music has changed. It's not the same. Rap, too. I mean, you had, like, you know, like... Uh, rap with messages in the beginning, you know, 1990s and late ni- not late 80s. You know, you had a you had Tupac, you know, you had Snoopy, you know. You had uh Easy E, yeah, NWA, you know, Ice Cube, a little bit of Biggie. You had all you had all the cool rappers that talked about cool shit. I mean, not cool shit, but you know shit that was going on. Now you have uh Lil Wing Wang and uh Little uh, Tater Tot and, and uh, Big Door Door Handle Big Door Handle. I mean, he got a he got a good you know a couple of good songs, but shit, it's not it's not the same. I, I gave up. I gave it up. I gave up R and B and I gave up rap. Hip hop is still you know popping. You know, you got uh, J Cole, got Kendrick, got Big Sean. You got some rappers that's actually out there. You know, I like, you know, Draco, but all his music starting to sound the same. And y'all, you got to agree with me. All his songs starting to sound the same. And uh, plus, he released too much fucking music. How many albums can you drop in one year, bro? Chill. Chill with that shit. I'm tired of seeing you pop up on iTunes, Drake. The fuck? You got to have a ghostwriter. I'm just going to say it. I think you got a ghostwriter. There's no way there's anybody making that many fucking songs. I looked it up just now. He releases 400 songs a year. And they're all number one. I don't know. I don't know. There's some fishy shit going on in the industry. But it's none of my business because I gave up on it. I gave up on rap and hip-hop. I mean, not hip-hop, but I gave up on r and B. I'm listening to reggae. That's some positive vibes right there, bro. Positive. And when I'm riding down the street listening to reggae, black people forget that that's our music. That's our music. They look at me like I'm a white dude. Like, man, what the fuck you doing? This dude walked up to my car. I'm, I'm in a Vaughn's, you know, uh, Vaughn's parking lot. Vaughn, you know, I uh, I own a percentage of Vaughn's because my middle name is Vaughn, you know. So they was like, hey, here's uh, two, 2% of the business. You can shop here, get anything for free. So I, I get everything for free at Vaughn's on a low low. I have to go to the back and meet up with the manager, Jeff. He's cool. Once a week, give me some fucking uh, almond milk. It's, it's about to be almond milk once I hit those 300 views or 300 listens. But uh, this dude uh, came up to my car. Oh, I'm in Vons. You know, I just already got my stuff. I'm looking for the right reggae song. I'm just skipping through it. You know, so, you know I got my music turned up to like, you know, probably halfway. Windows down. And he comes up. And black dude, like, yo, what the fuck you listening to? Turn this white nigga shit off, bruh. And I'm like, yo, what? And he's like, turn this stupid ass music off. This white people shit. You should be listening to some fucking little Uzi vert, my dude. I'm like, yo, no, man, like, do you forget that reggae Jamaican, yo, that's, that's niggas, they're niggas too, 
This is our culture. This is our music. What do you mean? And he's like, man, fuck that. So, I don't know. Shit's weird. 